Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from some of our podcast sponsors. We also want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but you have to know this. Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools in the areas of compliance, communication, and risk management. Final Forms also helps your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and about all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication, with attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. Plus, it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started and find out what Final Forms can do for you. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department. But Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. 
We also want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you by going to hometownticketing.com and talk with their team of professionals. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes that really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. We're taking a trip. We're headed from sunny Florida all the way up to Alaska. And we're gonna be visiting with Stacia Rustad. She's the activities director at Wasilla High School in Wasilla, Alaska. Stacia. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, you come very highly recommended. So, uh, you know, no pressure there, but uh, it's always great to hear what's happening in another part of the country. So absolutely. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio where you were born, where you grew up, and went to school and, and how your path, you know, led you to uh, Wasilla, Alaska. Okay, right on. Well, I, I am. Uh, I was born and raised in Alaska, uh, down on the Kenai Peninsula, which is about four hours south of where I currently work. Um, I graduated from Kenai Central High School in uh, 1992, and uh, from there the the winds took me to Maine of all places. So I went from one extreme to the other, um, and so I uh, I went to undergrad at the University of Maine in Orono, Maine, and I was a member of the women's basketball team uh, there for four years. Um, I was coached uh, under Joanne Palumbo uh, McCauley, 
who, um, just as a side note, she, uh, she coached us at Maine. She moved on to Michigan State, and then she just recently uh, ended her career at Duke University. So um, it was um, quite the experience to, to have a coach of her caliber uh, be at the, at the University of Maine there. Um, and from there, I went on and made a couple, couple pit stops. I was in New York for a while. I was in West Virginia for a while. Um, and then ultimately ended up in California, where it, it, and California is where I made my first steps to get into secondary education. And then I have been in secondary education ever since then. Um, so I spent seven years uh, in California. I did make a brief stop in Oregon for a year uh, where I was teaching and coaching uh, at a community college there, and then ultimately made my way back home uh, and this I am completing my 16th year um, back up in the, in the state of Alaska. When I initially moved back, I did go back to my alma mater. So I was at Kenai Central uh, for eight years. And, and then eight years ago, I uh, moved up to Wasilla, Alaska, which is uh, where I currently am as the activities director. Well, again, my, our regular listeners hear me say this all the time, but it's true. I love to hear the stories about the travels and the various stops. Um, we're very much alike. I was born and raised, started my career in Oregon, and then, you know, went to Florida, came back to the West Coast, and then back in Florida. Um, Got to ask, uh, what community college were you at in Oregon? I was at Southwestern in Coos Bay. Okay. No, no. Well, I was at uh, Umpqua College in Roseburg yes. for, for five years. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, Coach P. We've had Coach P on as a guest uh, on the podcast. So there's another connection. Yeah. Very, very cool stuff. Again, I, I just love how the stories in, intertwine. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Stacia Rustad. She's the activities director at Wasilla High School in Alaska. We're going to take a quick break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic form registration, but you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools in the areas of compliance, communication, and even risk management. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, uh, reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms related to athletics, can help with team communication, can help with attendance, can even help with certification management for coaches and eligibility uh, for athletic directors, um, rosters, reports, all the things that come across your desk as an AD. And it does all this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time that you had a talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. If you're ready to take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Stacia Rustad. She's the activities director at Wasilla High School in Wasilla, Alaska. Uh, Stacey, you've had a, a long career, and, and you mentioned you continue to coach now, but 
Talk about uh, putting on that AD hat for the first time and uh, sitting on the other side of the desk. Um, you know, how was that? You know, what were some of the things that, uh, you know, maybe surprised you about the position or, you know, that were really rewarding about uh, now becoming also an AD? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've been an AD for probably 16 or 17 years of my 22 years um, of being in public education. And so I, um, you know, I was able to start very young uh, in kind of being thrown into that fire of being an AD. And, and it's certainly um, a role that I don't believe that most people truly understand what activities directors and what athletic directors um, actually do, uh, because so much of our work is behind the scenes. It's, it's the preparation for the event. It's the preparation for the finale. You know, and so, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough where I've, I've continued to coach. I, I coach girls basketball. And, and so I, I still wear that coaching hat. Um, but it certainly, when, when you put on the AD hat, it is, um, you, you know, when you're coaching, you're, you're worrying about your one program. You're worrying about that group of kids and everything that is functioning around that program. When you put on your AD hat, you, you are you are worrying about every single um, item that needs to be taken care of. Um, and, and so it's definitely um, an eye-opening experience. And, and you know, as, I'm, as I have gotten older and more experienced, and, and I think, you know, we get better at our job every year, um, you know, if you're in that growth mindset. That's just the reality. You, you continue to grow, you continue to get better. Um, but as I'm, I'm getting towards the end of my career um, now, um, one of the things that I, I, I want to make a difference, at least in the state of Alaska, is, is helping our new ADs. I think it's an area um, that, at least in our state, that it, it's a need. So many times, um, you know, individuals are, are placed into an athletic director position because maybe they played a couple sports in high school, or maybe um, you know they coached cross country five years ago at a different school. Um, you know, it, it, it's not it, in all not in all districts or states um, are we preparing, or they or they're they're not getting the most prepared person to fill the AD bowl. And, and so one of the, and actually with Sandy Wagner, who is an executive director at ASA, our, our hope is within the next five years that we can develop a program, you know, some type of mentorship program within our state to help the new ADs. Because so we would like to uh, start with some type of mentoring program in Alaska. Um, and, and this is really, like I was mentioning, I, I think that our role is so important as an AD, but unfortunately people that are not prepared are put into positions. And, and I can't speak for the rest of the nation as to how you know ADs go in and out of their school districts or their schools. But I, I know in Alaska, you know, we, we are unique. Um, and, and very special and very hard to compare to other, other states in the lower 48. 
because of our, you know, uh, we have such a diverse um, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. You, you know, you've got your rural communities um, and, and a couple, you know, urban, but we're very rural, um, you know, with, with small, we have, we have small 1A schools with 20 kids in it. You know, we, we, have, we have hundreds of just small schools. And so we'll have individuals that, okay, hey, we need you to be the AD. And this teacher ha has no, no training, no experience, um, and re really no, um, a, a lack of leadership to help them get the ball rolling as to what they need to do. So steps, you know, having, you know, steps one through 10 of, hey, when you go into an AD role, these are the 10 things, the 10 most crucial things that you need to, you know, first be working on. Um, you know, so we hope to develop that in the state to, to help our, our um, you know, the new, the, the new and younger people that are going to soon be replacing us uh, to understand the scope of what really being an effective um, and successful AD looks like. You know, those of us that have been doing this for years knows, you know, that organization is your number one key. I mean, you have to be organized because there's so many uh, you are dealing with so many different sports with so many different teams in that one sport. Um, and then you're dealing with the activities lens of you've got your drama, you know, debate forensics going on, uh, that there, there is a lot, uh, a lot of moving parts. You have to be extremely organized and, and, and be able to, you know, itemize each day, you know, what is the most important thing that I need to get done from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., because I know at 9.30, I'm going out to lunch duty. So just learning how to, to organize, um, you know, your day schedule. You, know, you have to be a great communicator. You have to be a great communicator to, um, you know, the, the teachers in your building so that they feel that they know what is going on in, in the activities world. You have to be a great communicator to your coaches. Um, you know, you have to be a great communicator with parents. And, and, with, and with our student athletes, uh, with our local businesses. So you, you have to be able to, to um, you know, be, be a good speaker, be confident with your speaking abilities. I mean, just, you know, a week ago, we had our spring parent meeting and, I, you know, there was probably close to 250 people in, in our, um, in our you know, theater. And, you know, so just being able to communicate um, it, where people are understanding, um, you know, what you're, what you're trying to express. Um, and so being organized, being a, a great communicator, and then, you know, having a great, uh, you know, relationship capacity, you have to be able to, you know, you're, it's just like when you're in a classroom, you're communicating with all different types of students, and they all learn in different ways, and you have to communicate you know, to them in different ways. And the same, the same, you know, we could use the analogy of being a coach and, and a team. You've got 15 kids out there on a, you know, a volleyball or a basketball team, and they all learn differently. They're all motivated differently. And it's the same thing as an AD. You have to reach all of your coaches. You have to be able to communicate to each of them, you know, in a different way and motivate them to, to, to um, you know, be the best that they can be and to share what your culture and climate is at your school, share your, you know, the same values. Um, and, and so that's what we're doing as an AD 
to all of to all of our coaches. So there, there's a lot of similarities, you know, really transferring from a from a head coach's position to to an AD position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're just looking at things from that a more global standpoint, and and that's part of the education is is letting coaches see that you know, hey, you're a part of the of a team. It's not just your sport in a vacuum. You're part of our athletic program. You know, very exactly. very good stuff. Uh, I'm going to give you two uh, resources. You, you probably already have start talking about uh, starting that mentoring program. Uh, part of our podcast every Tuesday, we have the Mentoring Minute with Dan Como. Uh, he's our state mentoring coordinator. I'll probably even hook you two up on uh, you know, through email. And right. uh, I, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't mention the Athletic Director's Toolbox, uh, our book with all the, uh, the top 20 tools for success for ADs. But uh, for our listeners, we're visiting with Stacia Rustat. She's the Activities Director at Wasilla High School in Alaska. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank our friends at Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams and their athletes play at the highest level. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, Smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros are using Huddle to help their teams play their best. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more, about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Once again, we're visiting with Stacia Rustat. She's the Activities Director at Wasilla High School in Wasilla, Alaska. Coach, uh, one of the th questions that we ask our guests um, has to do with mentoring, which is such an important aspect of our job. Uh, so we'd like to find out who are some of the mentors that you've had over the years? None of us get to where we're at on our own, but uh, who helped you along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I it would be remiss not to, to mention our parents, right? You know, um, um, you know, my mom and dad were extremely supportive of both my brother and myself. It was just the two of us. And we ended up being, uh, you know, we were blessed with some, you know, some athleticism. And so, you know, our, our mom and our, our mom and dad, um, you know, they were those parents that did whatever it took to, to get us, um, you know, whatever activities we wanted to be involved in, we were involved in. And they and they provided whatever we needed for, you know, equipment, shoes, you know, whatever that looked like. You know, my, my parents, I remember it in high school down at Kenai, you know, they never, they never missed an event for my brother or myself. And, and those, you know, you, you just, and as looking through the, the lens that I have now and, and seeing parent support, 
I can't share how grateful I am that our parents were as supportive as they were. I mean, they didn't miss a thing. Um, and I wish more parents were like my parents and supporting their kids, no matter if it's the most boring activity or it's the state championship final, being there for, for their kids. Um, and, and that's, you know, that my parents were there uh, no matter what. And so uh, just uh, appreciate their, um, you know, their, their love and commitment to allowing us to, to succeed athletically. Um, now, my brother was also a big part of, uh, of my success and, and him being a mentor for me when I was younger, he was five years older than me. So I saw him go through, you know, high school and be a very, you know, he was a standout athlete for Kenai. He went on and he wrestled for Iowa State. Um, and so I had that, that caliber of, you know, mentor as, as a young student athlete. Um, and so when, you know, when I got into to high school, hands down, uh, my mentor was my, was my head coach, uh, Craig Young. And he, um, he was hard nosed. He was mean. He was ornery. He was a yeller, uh, but he loved us. And he, and he cared for us and, and he treated me with nothing but respect. And, and he, um, you, you know, he formed me uh, as a basketball player. And that's why I was able to go from, he was one of the reasons I was able to go from a small town with 400 kids in our school and get a full ride scholarship to the University of Maine. You know, it, you know, it was a division one school. It wasn't the SEC or the ACC but it was a division one school and we were very good, uh, you know, you know, during my time of playing there. And so, you know, coach young was, was a, was a huge part of, he was just a huge part of that. And, and just a, a special side note, when I, when I made my way back up to Alaska and, uh, um, started teaching at Kenai and I started coaching there, uh, Craig actually came and he was my assistant. And so, you know, you talk about the world just coming around in the full circle. And I just remember being there, you know, when I, when I first got there that first year and just looking down and just what, gosh, what a special moment for me and for him, you know, that I went through four years as he was my head, head coach, he was the varsity coach there. I was on varsity for four years. He was my coach at uh, coach. And, you know, I learned so much from him, just the grit and hard nose and be a hard worker. And, you know, I wasn't the most talented kid, but I made the most of what I had been given. And, and, and I blossomed under that. And that was under his tutelage. And so to be able to come back and be at the helm of that same program, and now my head coach is my assistant. I mean, it was just, it was just so special. Um, and, uh, and an opportunity that I wish more people, you know, had that, had that chance to do that. You know, Craig and I went through and, and we won Kenai's only state title in girls basketball uh, at the large school level in 1991. And so it just, you know, again, just that, that, that linking of him and I together. Um, and then my last mentor, as I previously mentioned, would be my college coach you know, Joanne Palumbo McCauley, you know, she was, she was hard nosed as well. And I, 
for me, it was just a great transition going from Craig to, to Joanne because they had a lot of the same uh, coaching styles, coaching philosophies, very hard on their kids, pushed us to be the best that we can, that we could be, you know, break those glass ceilings. Um, you, you know, there's nothing you can't do if you put in the time, you put in the commitment, you stay together, you stay loyal to your program, you stay loyal to your coaches, you, you don't, you don't jump ship when it gets hard, you stay there, you find a way to work through it. And, and that's what we did. And so I had four great years of, of high school and I had four great years of, uh, you know, college basketball. So um, th those would be, those would be my, my mentors that, that really helped me become the young lady that I became. And then, you know, even as I've grown, uh, you know, older, you know, they're always going to be, um, you know, special to me because they helped mold me from my parents to my brother, to Craig, and then, you know, to Joanne. Uh, again, I, I always love hearing these stories and, and you can really not just hear, you can feel, you know, the, the love and respect that you have for these mentors. Uh, you and I talked a little bit about Coach P. She was on our show. Great, great story. Secret Warrior. Get her book. Uh, but I, I love the experience you talked about with your former high school coach, you know, coming back and being your assistant. I mean, there, there's an example of paying it forward and paying it back uh, with, with the same two people. Really, really great stuff. Thanks so much for sharing. We're going to take another quick break. We're visiting with Stacy Arustad. She's the activities director and the head girls basketball coach at Wasilla High School in Wasilla, Alaska. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information and find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we're visiting with Stacy Arrestad, the activities director and the assistant girls basketball coach at Wasilla High School up in Alaska. Coach, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at Wasilla, or maybe you did at your previous school that you're particularly proud of? And when you take a step back, you say, boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have some best practices you can share? Absolutely. I, I actually have quite a few best practices. Uh, so feel free to, to shut me down if, if I get going and I start going off on a different path. Uh, but so as an, e, as an AD here, it's super important to me to take pride in your facilities. So Wasilla is, is an older, it's an older school. Uh, we've been functioning for a while, uh, but just because you're old doesn't mean that you, you, you can't make the best of what you have. And so for me, that's something that I'm always stressing to, to my coaches is that, hey, we'll, 
we're going to take pride in what we have, you know, and, you know, examples of that is, uh, you know, for, for our student athletes, uh, you know, after, after a practice, look, it's, it's their field right now, and they, they need to take ownership of that. So it's, you know, before our kids leave the facilities, it's a clean down. Uh, it, it, you know, they're picking up trash, even if it's not theirs, you know, head up into the bleachers, uh, you know, and just taking pride in your facility. Um, you know, as far as being proud, there's been, I've had a, a couple uh, activities principles that I have, um, you know, I, I have encouraged them to join me. We, just about three years ago, we went into our gym and we painted all of our handrails, uh, you know, from one color to the next. And, and that was, you know, we weren't getting paid for that. Uh, it was, we were giving up our Sundays to update our gym with, with, with things that, you know, that our, our maintenance couldn't quite get to. It wasn't high on their list. And so I said, hey, are you okay if we just get into the gym and we start making these improvements? To again, to, to have pride in our facilities. So when our community comes in and, and we have, you know, communities that are traveling from all over the state of, of Alaska, they come in and be like, oh gosh, boy, this is an older school. You can tell it's an older school, but gosh, their stuff is so well taken care of. It looks good. It's first class. It, it looks classy. And so that is something that's very important to me um, in, in, in being the AD at Wasilla is that we are always taking pride in whatever we have, no matter how old it is. You know, the equipment, the facilities, the, the, the bleachers, whatever that looks like, presenting ourselves as best we can. So a best practice there is just being prideful of what you do have and taking care of it, you know, to the best of your abilities. And, 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 and then, you know, passing that same passion along to your head coaches. You know, we were fortunate enough uh, about a handful of years ago that we were able to get um, our softball and, and, uh, and baseball fields that, are, that sit on our school site. We were able to get those turf. And that's, you know, that is a huge, uh, I mean, that is a huge bonus for Wasilla High School, you, you know, that we had that opportunity to have that done and completed at our school. So it is nothing but, you know, we are doing whatever we have to do to make sure that we're maintaining those facilities. Um, another best practice, uh, and, and this is just from, from my lens, is you've got to hire great coaches. You want great programs, you have to hire great coaches. And by great coaches, I, I wanna make sure that I'm really being specific here. You know, we wanna be successful at Wasilla. We wanna, we, you know, we wanna win games. We wanna win meets. Uh, we wanna hang those region banners and we wanna hang those state championship banners. And that is all very crucial and, and very important to, to sports. But at, at Wasilla, when I say I'm hiring the best coaches, Winning is a component of that, but being the role model for our kids is the most important, is having those leaders in charge of our programs that are great mentors for our teenagers. You know, so many of our kids um, need an extra set of eyes, you know, a, a, an extra person in their life that can help provide uh, you know, encouragement when they need it 
to, to provide high expectations when they need it. And so for me, hiring great coaches encompasses, I want great people. It's, it, you know, it's great that you know how to, to coach basketball and, and, you know, coach football or swim and dive. But I, I want that feedback coming from my parents. You know, hey, Miss Restad, I really just appreciate, you know, the head coach of my son's program. That, that, that head coach is providing my son with valuable life lessons that he will take far beyond, you know, playing baseball for Wasilla High School. And so just a, a best practice as an AD is you want to find the best people, not, not just the best coaches, but the best people to lead your programs. Um, and so for me, that's, that's a, that is a huge best practice. Um, I think another best practice is giving thanks um, for, for what we have and, and being thankful, um, you know, I'm constantly thanking my head coaches for everything that they do. You know, we just had a, a like I mentioned earlier, we had a parent meeting uh, for our spring sports last week. And one of the things that I, I took a couple minutes uh, of that already pretty long meeting to, to share to all of those parents that I needed them to be thankful for the coaches that work at Wasilla High School and that are mentoring their sons and daughters because our coaches, you know, it's not all, you know, fun and, you know, fun and games being a coach. And, and those of us that have been in this realm know that, um, you, you know, we deal with a lot of negativity. We, we are away from our families a, a lot during our in seasons. And so just making sure that our community is thankful for the people that are giving up time to spend with their children and to mentor those children. And in the very next sentence, I told our kids, you know, I said, student athletes, I want you to go home and tell your parents, you know, whoever that is, with mom and dad, if it's grandma, if it's auntie, to tell them, thank, thank you for everything that, you know, they are doing for you to be involved in activities at Wasilla High School, because they're having to bend over backwards. And, you know, whether it be money, whether it be time, whether, you know, whatever that looks like, just to be thankful. And I said, you better go home and tell your parents that you love them as well and that you're thankful for them. So a best practice for me that, that I am constantly sharing is to, is to be thankful and show thanks, you know, little thank you cards to the announcer that announces all of your home, um, you know, football games uh, to, you know, thank you notes to your, your chain gang crew that is out there volunteering and standing in pouring rain and it's 35 degrees out. So just always giving thanks to those that are helping you function your activities department uh, is just in through my lens it is crucial uh, because it's it's super easy to overlook people and to and you know because we're so busy and there's so many things happening you know on a daily basis a weekly basis or on the weekends just to take that time on a Monday morning to sit down from the you know maybe it's the previous month that you sit down and you reflect, okay, who is helping me run this program right now that is doing it for free, especially those that are volunteering their time. And then just taking, you know, 30 minutes out of your Monday morning and, and handwritten notes. I don't believe in emails or, or texting 
for giving thanks. I think a handwritten note goes so much farther than, than a, a technology-based thank you. So that's another best practice that, um, that I believe is crucially important. And you know, it, it goes a long ways when you give a little thank you, those people are gonna come back. Most likely they're gonna come back and keep coming back. And then they're gonna be those same people that when you're in a bind, and you know, for whatever reason, your announcer didn't show up uh, you know, for a, a basketball game, you can call them and in 30 minutes, no problem, Ms. Rustad, I'm gonna be there for you. So just giving, giving thanks to everyone that helps, helps you function your program. Well, those are all really cool best practices. And I, there was kind of a theme that I, I noticed they're uh, developing. You talk about taking pride in your facility and, and you know, putting on you know, great appearance and things, getting the kids uh, and the coaches you know, to be grateful. And then the other end of that circle is you know, letting them know, hey, I really appreciate you know, everything you give to this program. Uh, very, very uh, good uh, stuff. Thanks so much for sharing. We'll do this again at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, um, you know, how can they get in touch with you? Can you share your email? Absolutely. Uh, so my first name is Stacia. It's S-T-A-C-I-A dot Rustad, R-U-S-T-A-D at M-A-T-S-U-K-12, numerical K-12 dot U-S. And uh, I can tell folks that that same information is available on the NIAAA portal. So uh, again, we're visiting with Stacia Rustad. Uh, we'll be back with some more wisdom. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to our good friends at Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive, touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589, or you can send them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Coach, uh, one of the questions that we ask our ADs has to do with this idea of, of coaching kids to be tough. And, um, you know, toughness is an important aspect of the athletic experience and about life. And uh, I remember, uh, I'm a little older than you, a uh, hundred years ago when I was in high school, it was very common for my coaches to say something like, you know, come on, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And, and we knew what they meant and, and we did. Um, I think over the years, we found better ways to, you know, communicate those ideas to student athletes. But here's my question for you. You know, how do we coach a kid, uh, a Generation Z kid, to develop toughness uh, while also being aware and sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is facing. Uh, do you have any advice for us? 
Well, so I, I'm first just, I'm going to preface this is that I, that I am a little bit old school. I, you know, I'm, I'm hitting the, the 50 mark here uh, very quickly. And, you know, as I previously shared, I, I was coached under um, what I would quote as old school coaches of, um, you know, expecting you to work, work through things, right? Um, you know, um, you got a bloody nose, you know, go stick some, you know, Kleenex up your nose and, and get, you know, get right back out there. And so um, I still feel that, that our kids are, are able to reach those standards. I think as, as a coach, you, you set those standards, right? Um, you, you, you set your expectations. And I think as, as long as you're front loading those expectations and communicate, being a very good communicator, uh, to your kids, that the kids will rise to, to you know, to those uh, expectations. Um, I am not a believer in setting the bar low uh, at, at, in any part of my life, um, as a coach or, or as an AD. Um, I, I want I I want whatever program that I am involved with to exceed expectations. And sometimes, you know, that is you you do have to be tough. And maybe work work through some things that are uncomfortable, um, you know. But I, I absolutely agree with you, you know, with our student athletes that we have to be mindful of, you know, where they're at. You know, I, I'm I'm going to bring in the 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 uh, topic of social media right now. You know, uh, I don't know how other school districts in other states are, are feeling or doing. But social media, as good as it can be in some areas, gosh, it is, it is, a, it is an area where there's a lot of bullying going on there, you know, and it, where, where kids are, you know, going back and forth and just, you know, being, being ugly. And so those are things that we, our generation never had to deal with. We did not have to deal with social media, you know, Twitter or the Snapchat or whatever else is out there. Um, we didn't have to deal with that. And, and so uh, my reasoning for bringing that in is because, you know, we could have, you know, a couple, you know, kids on our team uh, that are coming to practice and they're just a little down and out and like, Hey, we you know what's happening. We're like, well, you know, such and such posted this ab about me today and they're down, you know, their feelings are hurt. They're down in the dumps, you know, so we have to be, you know, aware of that. Um, at the same time, I think it's a, it's a, you can use that again, depending on your relate, your relational capacity to your students um, or, and your athletes, you can use that as a teaching moment of, you know, yeah, you know, gosh, you know, so-and-so um, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Is there anything that I can help you, you know, to make you feel better, but, and here's, here's the old fashioned in me, but we're at practice now. You know, we're, we're, we're vying for a state championship in two weeks and I need my, you know, starting two guard. I, I need you here right now. So what can I do to help you before we transition onto the floor? Because once you transition on the floor, Miss Rustad becomes, you know, Coach Rustad. We always joke, it's either AD Rustad or it's Coach Rustad. So we're gonna go from AD Rustad to Coach Rustad and my expectations are that, hey, you're in it to win it, you know, and I need to focus and I need to hear, you know, so I think you can always take, um, 
maybe those negative moments that it, that our kids are struggling with um, and turn it into a learning moment. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be an, we're gonna enable them. Okay, so they're coming to practice. They've had a really bad day. Somebody called them a bad, you know, a bad name. And now I'm gonna, I'm gonna baby them or I'm gonna enable them. Okay, well, I'm not gonna push you as hard today you know, because somebody called you a, a bad, a bad name. That for me and my lens, that's not how we're functioning. We're going to, I'm going to, you know, Hey, what can I do to help you? What do you need from me? And then when we step on, you know, and it's time to go, then, you know, the expectations are, they're going to be a high expectations. I need you working hard. I need you, you know, in it, you know, for your teammates and for your coaches, we need to get better. And then, you know, again, then coming back around and connecting with them after, you know, after practice. Hey, kiddo, go over there, give them a half a hug. How, how you know, how are you feeling now? I, you know, what, what can I do for you? Well, co you know, Coach Restad, um, you know, I think I'm going to be okay. Or, you know, can I swing by the office and, and talk to you in the morning? So just, again, that communication piece of, of touching base with our kids and having those, uh, you know, conversations with them but also still continuing to have high expectations. I absolutely think that any, any child can, can handle that and they want that. They want structure. I believe that our kids want structure. They, they want those high expectations. Um, so I think we can still relate to our kids um, you know, when they're struggling, but that we can still be tough on them as well and, and still connect with them. And every lesson or, or you know, anything that happens to us can be turned into a life lesson if you have that, if you have those communication skills where you can, you can reach your kids. Yeah, you, you really hit on some, some key components in there. I love the old school approach, you know, and the toughness, but you, you were very explicit about, you know, front loading the expectations, communicating them consistently. And then I love your word connection. You know, uh, you know, I, I think we, those of us that had those tough coaches, okay, there was the connection there. Uh, you know, we wanted to do well for them, uh, but it wasn't just somebody barking orders at us. They had, they had made that connection. Great, great stuff. Uh, this has been really cool, you know, getting to know you and finding out about our connections, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the Athletic Director's Toolbox, which is sponsored by Athletic Surveys. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from athletic surveys. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to find out what Stacy Arustad is going to put into her athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. As we said, we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the athletic director toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with 95% uh, of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info 
at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone. We've been visiting with Stacia Rustad, the activities director and the assistant girls basketball coach at Wasilla High School in Wasilla, Alaska. Certainly has a, a, a very impressive athletic background, but now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What three items are going in Stacia Rustad's toolbox? Okay, so I've already mentioned two. So those don't count towards my three, but I am gonna review with those. So the, the first one is that you have to be organized. And if you're, not an, if you're not naturally an organized person, then you need to find some, some tools that can help you become organized. You know, whether it's a, a planner, a specific type of calendar, uh, a big calendar. At Wasilla, I have a big calendar that takes up my entire side of my wall. Uh, that has the year's worth of activities. And then I also have my, uh, my go everywhere with me, uh, Justin's uh, school calendar as well. And so, um, but just one, you, you've got to be organized. And if, again, if it's not something that comes natural, you need to learn to be organized or, or quite frankly, you're going to struggle. You're going to forget to, that you canceled a game and it's still in your book and you still have officials coming to that game. And so you just, you, you have to be organized in order to be a successful AD. Uh, the, the other tip that I already mentioned uh, is just being a great communicator. You, you cannot over communicate to your, uh, particularly your in-season coaches, uh, but you, you just have to be a great communicator to the staff that you're building, to the custodians, to your coaches, your community, uh, so just being a, you know, um, a, a great communicator. And again, I, I don't feel that we can ever over communicate uh, to be an effective AD. All right. So now getting back to my, my other tips for my new ADs out there is, is number one, you cannot be afraid to ask for help. Your, your ego cannot be so big that you cannot, uh, that you don't allow yourself to ask for help. You just, you, you have to because there's gonna be certain things that, yeah, you can maneuver your way through and, and learn it on the go, but then there's gonna be other, there's gonna be other items where you just can't fake it. And so, you know, having, getting those connections early on when you go into a school and you become the AD, all right, who are the other ADs in your school district or, you know, in, in your borough or, you know, however it's set up where you live and reaching out to those people, introducing yourself, um, and so that there's some sort of connection there. Uh, one of the things that I think that, you know, in Alaska, we do a great, we do a great job is we're part of Region 3, um, which encompasses the valley, which we live in, uh, a couple private schools, Kodiak Island and the Nikenai Peninsula, for any of you that may have some idea of the state of Alaska. So that, that's encompassing Region 3. And I really feel, that uh, one of our strongest uh, traits as a region is that we reach out to each other constantly about, you know, whether it be, you know, who hosted the previous, uh, you know, region volleyball tournament and can I have, 
all of the paperwork that you submitted you know, a year ago. So I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Can you just forward it on to me and I'll make some tweaks, change it to Wasilla High School and boom, I'm sending it out. So that's just an example of, you know, don't be afraid to ask others for help. It doesn't make you sound silly. It doesn't make you sound like you don't know what you're doing. That it's just, it's just part of being a professional because if you wanna present things on the day that it is, you know, the event is happening, then we're doing all the behind the scenes work. And if you don't understand all the behind the scenes, um, you're going to find yourself in trouble and, you know, in the hot seat on the day of event. So again, don't be afraid to, to ask for help. Um, my second one, uh, it, it kind of goes back to that relationship capacity is you have to be able to apologize when you mess up. You have to be able to, again, get over your ego, if you have one, and say, go to your, you know, let's say it was a head coach and that, you know, your team showed up at another school for an event, but it had been canceled and you forgot to inform your coach. It, there's, there's no making excuses. There's no blaming it on the other school. There's no blaming it on the officials. It's, oh my gosh. Uh, I am so sorry. I, I messed up. I forgot to inform you that this game was canceled yesterday. I apologize that you, your kids, our parents, and some of our community, you know, community members showed up at that event at the other school. This is totally my fault. So apologizing to your head coaches, I would send out, uh, you know, an email, uh, you know, whether the, that program is using band or what, whatever type of you know, social media platform that the head coach is using to communicate to those parents. I would get on that and send out a personal uh, apology um, so that they know it wasn't my head coach's mess up. It was my mess up. So again, do not be afraid um, to apologize when you mess up. You need to hold yourself accountable just as, just as we hold all of our, you know, coaches and student athletes and parents accountable we have to hold ourselves accountable as well. So apologizing when you mess up. And the, my next one is gonna be setting high expectations. So you, you need to set high expectations for yourself. What type of program do you wanna be functioning? When, when, you know, if you're out in the grocery store and you walk by two individuals and they're talking about Wasilla High School, how do you want them to be talking about Wasilla High School? So having high expectations of yourself, of your, your facilities, of your coaches, of your student athletes. Um, and all of this it, it can be easily done through communicating, you know, to, at your parent meetings, front loading what your expectations are in front of everybody. You have your coaches there, you have your athletes there, you have your parents there, front loading the expectation. You know, an example of this, and you know, I, some, some people might say, well, Ms. Rested, I think, you know, you might be pushing the boundaries a little much, but at my parent meeting, I go over parent expectations, what my expectations are of our parents when they're sitting in the stands, you know, and right now, uh, you know, in the state of Alaska, we're, we're, we're struggling with officials for almost all of our, uh, you know, activities and sports. And so I, just last week, again, I addressed, I said, you know, parents, Please do not be, you know, yelling out and shouting degrading comments towards our umpires. 
we're just thankful we have an umpire there for our varsity conference game. And so, you know, just again, front loading that communication and setting high expectations for your coaches, your student athletes, and your parents. Um, because if you're setting those high expectations, not that everybody's going to reach them, but they're going to hopefully at least strive to meet those expectations. So when people are out and about in your community and you walk by those two people that are talking about Wasilla High School, they're going to say, gosh, you know, I was at the, you know, the, the, the baseball game last week and I couldn't believe the sportsmanship that was being shown by, you know, those Wasilla High School baseball players. You know, and I don't even have a son in that program, but I was super proud to just to be able to to see um, how well that those boys, uh, you know, not only played, but had great sportsmanship as an AD. That's the kind of communicate that's 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 the conversation that I want to walk by in my grocery store and over here by two people. I have no idea who they are. And again, that just it, it goes back into tying those high expectations and front loading at the beginning of your seasons. No, I mean, you probably saw me writing down notes as you were, uh, you know, giving all those a great collection and uh, again, very much reflective of some of the things you've shared with us today, you know, communicating, involving the stakeholders. I love the part about parents and, and I don't think you're out of line at all. Uh, I think you're cutting edge about sitting the parents down and saying, these are the expectations we have for you. We have expectations for the kids, for the coaches. And yes, you know, you're part of the program. These are the expectations we have for you. Great, great stuff. Stacia, again, uh, this has been wonderful getting to know you. Um, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and listeners, I think you probably should, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Again, yes, uh, my email is uh, my first name, so Stacia, S-T-A-C-I-A dot Rustad, R-U-S-T-A-D at M-A-T, suk12.us. And I can also go ahead and give you my, uh, my phone number. Uh, area code is 907-352-8249. And that's my, that's my school number. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing. And thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and giving me this opportunity to, to, to share a couple things that are that I have, you know, we've experienced success with. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, well, absolutely. Enjoyed talking with you and all the best moving forward. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. And before we go, we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.